You're listening to The Real Short Box, a comic book podcast made for geeks by geeks. Hello, for tuning in and listening. We are The Real Short Box. My name is Donald, and I am here with a very special guest. I am here with one writer, actor, and award-winning horror director, um, also a creepy doll collector, uh, Joe Filipponi. Joe, thank you for joining. Of course. Thank you for having me. Sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. We've been meaning to have you on here for a while now, um, so I'm glad we could connect on this and, and with such a really cool idea. Yeah. I think, uh, I think this is going to be a lot of fun, and I think the people that are listening are going to really enjoy it as well, or at least that's the hope. Good. I hope so, too. Yeah, and we're actually, uh, the idea came around because I, I do remember that uh, you'd posted a couple times that you had uh, gotten a doll uh, or, or two or something. And I was like, I think, I think Joe's kind of into like creepy looking dolls, like yeah, just dolls that you would, you would not want in your bedroom when you go to bed at night because you would feel like they would come to life and try to That's eat your soul. All over my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I don't, uh, I don't think I'm ever going to want to borrow your dolls. So, um, you're, you're, you're safe there. Um, those are quite frightening. Um, I, I myself am a little bit off put by something like that. And I think a lot of other people are because of there's connotations behind that. So we kind of want to explore that a little bit. Yeah. Um, what what we think of these things and and why that that happened and and who's behind stuff like this and so on and so forth. Um, so I kind of wanted to talk a little bit briefly about how is this related to comic books? How does this come in when it comes to comic books? Well, first of all, um, you know we're getting closer to Halloween time, so there's this Halloween aspect, the spooky aspect that we kind of yeah. want to draw you in with. Um, and, and I felt this was perfect. But second of all, um, it, it does tie into a few things, um, just generalized, uh, you know, just looking back into the history of comic books. Um, if you look, there's a lot of the um, before the comics code authority came to be, there was a lot of really creepy, scary stories that they would put out in non comic code comic books. And this would be uh in the uh 30s the 40s and even uh to the point to the 50s oh uh, nice. they put, put out a lot of creepy books and some of them did have like creepy dolls that would come to life and things or just inanimate objects um of course we can visit the i believe it was a uh, twilight zone episode where a doll came to life yeah um, the in uh tina episode the famous one yes yeah and there's also, uh, if you think about it, like uh, Tales from the Crypt, they've yeah. done uh, an, an episode. I, I want to say it was with Don Rickles, but I could be wrong, where there no, was a doll that right. kind of took over. And I think they did one with um, with a marionette puppet, too. Yeah, that, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So you get a lot of this through pop culture, particularly with the onset of television and film and stuff. But comic books have been doing it for a long time also. Mm -hmm. And just a few of them that I kind of want to highlight, um, probably the, the most famous one of all of them, uh, when you think about like Batman, you think about Batman villains, you're going to think about the ventriloquist. The ventriloquist yeah. 
was uh, a villain. Arnold Wesker um, was the name of the man. He was kind of a dumpy looking dude, kind of a <laughs> overweight, balding, glasses, nerdy looking, big bow tie, always wore a suit, you know, well-dressed, but kind of like just didn't seem very put together, timid, uh, nervous, shy. And in order to break out of that shell, he created uh, a persona through this dummy that he would carry around and talk through. And this dummy's name was Scarface. Now, oh, Scarface, I remember this one. Yeah. Yeah. Scarface was not a nice guy. He was a mob <laughs> boss in the DC world. Scarface would murder you. He would he had a little gun that we'd hold and it would actually shoot. So he could kill you easily. He would kill you easily. He was not nice. He was a bully. He bullied uh, Wesker uh, to the point of he would beat him, which is odd because if you think about it, Wesker's basically just beating himself and taking it and then complaining about it and whimpering and whining later, which is super creepy and of its own right. Um, So there's that guy, and he had multiple incarnations. Uh, There was him. There was a second one. uh, There was... The version from Batman, the animated series, and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. So the ventriloquist has been around uh, not a terribly long time, to be honest. He's been around since like 88. So, you know. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a long, it's, it's a years, for, uh, you know, or so, 35, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, that amount of time, it's a long amount of time. Um, but not that long since we're talking about the 30s, the 40s, the 50s in comic book world. Um, so Scarface Ventriloquist was one. Another one was, um, oddly enough, was called the Toy Man. And he was from Superman's, uh, mm. uh, you know, cabal of villains. And this guy um, was, um, uh, uh, what was his name? Is uh, Winslow Percival Shot. Okay. Hell of a name, that guy. And (laughs) he wasn't creepy at all, except for that he used toys to try to destroy people. And, you know, that that kind of made him creepy. He did not get creepy until the uh, Superman, the Adventures of Superman animated series. Mm. That's when it got a little creepy. And I didn't Um, watch that one as much as the Batman one. I was always more Batman than, than Superman. Yeah, and I was always the other way around. I was always more Superman than Batman. So for <laughs> me, the new Ventures of Superman was a really good show. Yeah. Because it was done by the same creators. So a lot of people were sleeping on it because they were so enthralled with Batman. Yeah. But I thought, well, why can't you enjoy both? So I did. And they created a version of the Toy Man where he got inside of a life-size doll costume mm. and then would use his toys to wreak havoc. And it was the fact that it was a smiling-faced doll that did not move. I mean, you know, like the face didn't move, but he would talk because he would talk through the doll costume that he was wearing. So yeah. it was quite creepy and very unnerving um, for a kid's film. And I thought the choice on that was was rather odd, but I also get it because who wants to see a really old dude like collection of toys trying to destroy Superman? It's boring. Yeah. It doesn't emote anything out of a kid to watch so they were like well let's go slightly darker but more colorful uh, colorful and inventive and they went with this new costume and man did it creep me out it was uh, so well done to them on that uh and then finally one more i want to mention is the rag doll 
Now, not a lot of people know about the ragdoll. The ragdoll was actually created in 1942 uh, in Flash comics. So it was a Flash villain was the ragdoll. And the character's name was Peter Merkel at the time. Uh, He was uh, triple jointed when he was born. Um, There's double jointed. He was triple jointed. Um, And his condition was characterized by extremely extensible ligaments and tendons. Though to a significantly extended degree, the son of a sideshow Barker, Merkel found work in a small local carnival as a contortionist and eccentric dancer in the early 1940s. Carnival fell on hard times and he found himself out of work and, of course, then decided to create the persona of the rag doll, dressing him up, uh, hiding himself in one of the large rag dolls uh, in like department stores and stuff. And then he would rob the store afterwards. So. He then created this. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of creative. You know, you you go to a store with these huge rag dolls and you go and you you basically sneak inside of one and then you hide out until the store closes and then you get up in this costume and you start stealing shit. And then yeah. the lore of the rag doll um, spreads throughout the crime community and then everybody wants to know who this rag doll character is. And uh, they want to team up with him. The Flash wants to shut him down. Etc. Etc. So it gets kind of cool and it gets complicated. There's more rag dolls out there in the world. Um, there's three different ones. So there's two other ones. Uh, the third is the son of the original uh, member of. Uh, uh, he's a son of the original rag doll and a member of the Secret Six. So he mm-hmm. becomes sort of almost a superhero uh, in the uh, mid to early 2000s. So I thought that was interesting also. It's also interesting how the three that you mentioned in the comics, how they're men. And normally when you think of like dolls and stuff like that, you think of that as more of like feminine women, girls. So it's very interesting that they kind of went that route to have the the male villains personify that, especially with the ragdoll one. I was expecting you to say that it was a female behind it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, now, with like, for example, with the ventriloquist, uh, the second ventriloquist, I believe, um, was uh, a lady um, okay. that uh, held held the doll. Um, so they did do that, and um, I don't think that there was a female toy man or rag doll, to to my knowledge. But yeah. I, I could be wrong. Um, but you have, you know, characters like. Um, so Julie was like a uh, almost like a uh, what do they call them? A marionette doll. She was dressed mm. as a marionette doll, and she would rob things. You know, her and Punch would go out, and you know yeah. he was uh, also supposed to be a, a brute marionette doll of sorts. And they would go out and rob people and stuff. And that's from uh, the Charlton Comics characters that uh, were created in the '60s, like probably around '63, '64, mm. when they were created. And then you have character like Harley Quinn, you know, who's yeah, uh, uh, a branch of off of the Joker. Yeah, based yeah. off of that. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So it is interesting that they were all men, but I feel like back, I there's no excuse for the ones in the 80s uh, or even the 90s. But back in the, you know, in the 40s and stuff, I could see it Why? being mainly male dominated uh, because... They were men writing it um, primarily, and they were writing it for men. They weren't writing yeah. it for women. So sure. I could see that they would be looking for relatability there, but this still is odd. 
<laughs> Let's come up with the idea of some dolls that are men to sell yeah. the idea to men. Okay. <laughs> now, when you look up, as far as like dolls and stuff like that, uh, it, it, a lot of it they're akin to, uh, again, television and film and things like that. Mm-hmm. But we can't forget about, uh, you know, certain things like, for example, voodoo. You know, we talked about that off the air. Uh, you have voodoo dolls, which in, in a way are kind of like a devil doll or a, a horrific doll that could come to life because it is used as a person's life. It's used as a substitution for their life. Exactly. And in doing damage or harm to the doll, you're doing harm to the individual. So there's a tie there. I actually have two dolls that are that are voodoo. Oh, and, hey. In my collection. Yeah, I've got I, I went to uh, New Orleans a few months ago with some friends and we stopped by Marie Laveau's uh, voodoo shop there. And, you know, she was mm-hmm. the voodoo queen back in, you know, the 1800s. And and that was actually her shop. And they still have the statue to her where you can leave coins and money and, and gifts and stuff. Um, but I bought a voodoo doll there because, of course, you know, you have to. This one is actually a voodoo doll for protection. It's it, but it's it's so creepy looking. Um, and and then I have a a grigri, which is part of the voodoo um, religion as well, which is really interesting. There's two kind of functions for the grigri. I guess kind of like the voodoo doll too. Uh, this grigri, like my voodoo doll, is for protection. Um, but it also was used in the the kind of black voodoo, darker, uh, evil voodoo of 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 uh, hurting people, harming people. Uh, there's stories of a lot of the slaves would make grigri dolls that looked like the plantation owners or the the plantation owners' families or children, and leave them on the steps of the plantation to scare them and and mm-hmm. to scare the owners. Mhm. That's kind of smart. Yeah. And then I've got a little tribal African uh statue that I bought from a friend of mine. I don't know the history behind him, but he looks like he could be uh part of the voodoo realm as well. <laughs> oh boy. Now have you tried to use these? I haven't um because I don't know enough about voodoo i don't want to like be disrespectful to the religion i don't want to like inadvertently bring something out and since they're supposed since since the two that i have are supposed to be for protection um i don't want to like mess with that and turn them evil (laughs) so that's that's a really good point yeah all 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 of the dolls and and even i've got some like haunted artifacts i've got like divot boxes and witch boxes and stuff that's been used for exorcisms and and a haunted violin um i respect all of that especially the dolls and the stuffed animals that came with stories that they're possessed um by by spirits and by ghosts i i respect them i let them do their thing if they want to like move around if they want to open and shut the door or make the lights flicker whatever they can do that you know, I just I, I I try to be very respectful so that they don't murder me in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. That's good. And and you never you know what? Like I could see this actually in a short or something that you have yeah. collected all these dolls and lovingly taken care of them through the years and stuff. And then you start to get a feel that they enjoy you and being taken care of. 
Yeah. And then somebody like you're gone or something, or you're asleep or probably you're just gone and somebody breaks in and they're rifling through your shit. And, you know, they knock over one of the dolls and all the other dolls see, and then they, they enact their vengeance upon this person and, and oh, yeah. also to protect you and your environment. So I could totally see that I as being that. Uh, a creepy short for sure. Yeah. Because I've got some some of the dolls in the collection. They are very old and very valuable, like 100 years old, sometimes more than 100 years. Um, so there's got to be stuff attached to them. A couple of them that I have when I went to the antique store, I was like drawn to it. And uh, the owner, she actually said she's like, yeah, we had a few of these dolls um, and they all sold except for this one. No one would buy her. No one would buy her. And I'd be like, well, she's coming home with me. Yeah, well, she's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep, yeah, that's creepy. <laughs> that would freak anybody going out, away I think. From, from the the voodoo aspect of of dolls, you know, even like in in the Japanese culture, they've got that very strong, you know, legends about dolls and about dolls being able to be possessed, especially if they belong to a child and the child died. There's a very famous Japanese story and legend um, about this doll, and you can go and visit her. And and I forget the name of the doll, what she's called, but but it's easy to find because she's like the most famous haunted doll in Japan. But her owner was this little girl who got her for her birthday from her big brother, and then the little girl tragically died, and they kept the doll as a shrine to this girl, and they noticed that the doll's hair would grow. So the the legend is that the little girl's spirit came inside this doll, and and that that's why the hair grows. And they've actually documented it that the hair is getting longer and is actually growing, and they don't know why. And they've done tests on the hair, and it is human hair. So they don't they don't know what's going on with that. But there's even legends in Japan about uh there there's a legend about a a TV show going back to that, and there was a puppet. That was made for the the TV show, and supposedly that puppet was haunted and caused everyone on the show to to die violently and and suffer violently, and no one knows where this puppet ended up. So, um, it's it, yeah, and it's it's very interesting that something that is supposed to be made for children and and to bring children joy and companionship has developed into this like creepy, dark realm of of almost pure evil and it's it's very it'd be very interesting to uh to try and find the root of of that and where that yeah. actually started even i've got an old raggedy ann doll that yes i've named annabelle um that a friend of mine found buried under a house that he was working on and so she's in a little glass case not because i think she's evil or haunted but just because she's so dirty but there's been people that have come over and they've been scared of her. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of times, like if you take a doll baby and you take the, you know, the eyes out or you blacken out the eyes or, or they have those eyes that when you flip them upside down, they, you know, their eyes close. close. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and those start, stop working after a while. And then the eyes start like half opening and then they're half closed or one's open and one's closed and they're staring at you and they're, and even they're all some dirty faced. Like, very real looking faces painted on. So the doll that you're talking about was Okiku, o- Okiku, I yes. think maybe is how it's yes. pronounced. Yes. yes. Um, so this was like sure. 1918. Yeah. And uh, 
you're you're definitely talking about that that growing hair and stuff uh they the, the family became to believe that uh that the girl's spirit was in there uh the doll currently resides in a uh in the meninji temple in yeah. hokkaido where it is claimed that a priest regularly trims okiku's still growing hair isn't How that, that freaking creepy yeah dude i want to <laughs> talk to that guy and be like hey uh is this true <laughs> you know like, are you really trimming the hair let's watch let's uh can we sit in on this trim oh i want to go there and try to buy her <laughs> oh yeah yeah that would you'd probably have to go with a lot of money and a lot of uh persuasive people um because it sounds like in a temple and shit it sounds like yeah. uh they're uh they're a little afraid of it getting out so to speak yeah um there's a couple other ones i want to mention there's mandy um interesting enough this one's made in england or maybe germany between the 1910 1920 uh mandy was a porcelain uh baby doll donated to the uh uh quesnel museum in british columbia in 1991 and it was claimed to have supernatural powers mandy's eyes supposedly follow museum visitors nice yeah and and uh they actually did a feature on it on montel williams if you remember that talk show yes, i do remember montel and there was montel there was maury povich uh jerry springer sally jesse Raphael, phil donahue oh. and a host <laughs> of others i mean yeah. we could go down a rabbit hole with just hosts of uh, midday talk shows but montel was, was one of them for sure <laughs> yeah um let's see well, we've got another one here um Annabelle. Annabelle's a good one. Annabelle was, uh, was a Raggedy Ann doll alleged by uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren to be haunted and displayed in the Warren's Occult Museum in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. uh, the doll served as, of course, the inspiration for uh, The Conjuring and Annabelle, um, which is interesting because Annabelle became a, a phenomenon. Uh, yeah. and, and a lot of people thought that Annabelle was, was made up, that it was a creation just based to, to cash in on the fame of Chucky um, which yeah, who, who hadn't he's real. Has kind of yeah Chucky's lost some of the sh there's some of the sheen on the Chucky franchise had been had been lost at that point and they brought in Annabelle then and Annabelle yeah you look up Annabelle Annabelle is real so that should make it much more scary than Chucky yeah and then there's Robert the doll that the the famous little sailor doll that was given to the little boy yeah yeah, it was uh, once owned by a uh, Key West painter and author, Robert Eugene Odo. Yeah. Uh, Odo. And then yeah, there's, guys, uh, that, there's... That sailor there's doll looks creepy as Zach shit. Baggins too. Museum, too. Um, I, I'm blanking on, on her name. I went, I I saw her at, at Zach Baggins Museum. I, I said mean things to her, and she didn't do anything to me. Um, mm. Oh, my... God, what is what is her name? It'll come to me after we go off. Peggy, Peggy, Peggy the doll. Oh no, Peggy. Yeah, she's at Zach Baggins Museum in in uh, Las Vegas. Which, if you ever get to go to Vegas, do do the do the museum tour. It's it's so fun. But yeah, Peggy's in there. She's supposedly haunted. You have to go in there and and say hello, Peggy. When you leave, you have to say bye, Peggy. Um, you're, they, you know, they, again, they say that she follows you. She supposedly made people sick who, who look at her. Um, if you say something mean to her, try to, 
antagonize her. She supposedly does stuff to you. She didn't do anything to me. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not worth haunting. Or maybe she just knew that you didn't mean it deep down inside. Maybe, maybe she knew that, like, I just wanted to see something. Because I'm the type of person, like, I want the proof. Like, I want to wake up and see, like, you know, the scary demon shadow people over me. Like, I want doors to be slamming. I want to live in a haunted house. I think that'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, you know my penchants for uh, the supernatural, having been yeah. in a short film that I co-created and uh, that, that uh, you were in. and. Uh, We'll probably never see the light of day, but um, I do really enjoy the aspect of investigating and trying to figure out why there's so many supernatural things or why there's so many conversations about the supernatural. And that, that becomes yeah. very interesting because it always involves some type of story. There's always, you know, yeah. storytelling is a very powerful tool. So, you know, campfire tales, um, people sitting around just bored, creating stories, teenagers in a circle in the dark in a basement, candles, Ouija boards around, you know, things like that. You're always going to get some form of story. And that story can uh, oftentimes take off and, and become part of mythology and become yeah. part of, uh, of what we would say is the, the history of, uh, of a nation, you know, like the United States or, or other countries as well. And I was, um, was going to say that, like, it's very interesting when you look at cult cultures and even like ancient and like primitive cultures. And I've said this before, you know, you have these tribes, you've got these cultures that have all of these stories and legends about, you know, ghosts or vampiric figures or like werewolf like things or like Bigfoot, lake monsters, all of this. But then you really go back and you see similar things from these tribes and these cultures that you know probably did not have contact with each other they're on like you know opposite ends of the earth you know why is why is there that similarity even with the religions even with the the sacrifices the gods the goddesses you see all these similarities when there shouldn't be as many similarities since they weren't in contact with each other or shouldn't have been in contact with each other so where did they come from how did that start mm -hmm. yeah yeah how does how, how does that go from from one part of the world to another and yeah. and uh how does these tales get around um there was another one that i wanted to mention really quickly was uh letta the doll who's from Bis uh, brisbane oh, uh queensland australia uh appeared on a number of television programs of the doll um Kerry Walton did uh, mm. because he claims to have found while visiting an abandoned building this doll in uh, 1972 in Wagga Wagga, Australia. Mm. According to Walton, he named the dog Letta Me Out, <laughs> supposedly supernatural characteristics. Walton said that uh, people have seen the doll move in front of them and that the doll has often left visible scuff marks around the house. Oh, wow. Getting up and walking around and moving and stuff. And that is creepy as shit. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting because I've used some of my dolls in, in some of the horror movies that I've directed. And when they've been screened, a lot of the uh, my friends who are horror directors who see them, like they get creeped out by these dolls. And people get more creeped out by the fact that like I name all my dolls. They're like, oh, my God, why do you name them? Why do you do that? But I've had friends come over who who claim to be you know uh witches or or have esp or or 
ties to the other realm. And they say, you know, that they've been distracted by by some of my dolls or the stuffed animals talking to them and, and that they can sense stuff attached to other ones. So it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to, to briefly mention really quickly. Um, there's a film that I don't know if you've seen, but if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend for you to watch. It's what called it? Dead, Dead of Night. It came out in 1945. I don't think I've seen that one. It is a British anthology horror film. Ooh. Uh, yeah, during World War II, there really wasn't uh, a lot of horror films since they were pretty yeah. much banned uh, from production in Britain. Um, but this is one of them that kind of escaped, so to speak. Mm. Uh, the, the plot is basically that um, there's this guy, he's an architect. Um, he goes to a home to consult on some renovations. Upon entering, uh, he tells that uh, that uh, that there's been uh, they've all been assembled there despite never having met any of them. He has seen them all in a dream. So he's meeting these people and he feels like he knows these people. So it basically is an anthology of how he's met every one of these people and why. And it goes dark pretty fast. And uh there is the point, um, and, and I do talk about, you know, we're talking about living, you know, evil dolls and ventriloquist dolls and things like that. Yeah. There is a point in here that is so freaking scary for 1945 and even for now um, involving something similar uh, that uh, I highly recommend it. If, mm-hmm. if anybody out there, you yourself or anybody out there listening right now has yet to see it, I would highly recommend checking out dead of night i do believe it's available on amazon um, although i've been wrong before but but i think it's available on amazon at least the last time i checked it was i'm gonna i'm gonna search for it i'm gonna let you know what i think when i watch it yeah you might even be able to find it on youtube but uh odds are probably pretty slim i'd say you're probably going to be looking on amazon prime video and you'd have to like rent it or something yeah that's not bad but it's a great film. Highly recommend it. Really fun anthology horror. Not like it's not going to like make you piss yourself, but it's yeah. creepy. It makes makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up, so to speak. I love stuff like that. Yeah, me too. Absolutely, stuff like that. I think is is a better horror than slasher type stuff yeah. uh, to me. While that stuff has its place, uh, I, I feel like oftentimes people tend to lean on it too heavily. Um, because it's cheaper or it's not even cheaper. It's just easier, I guess, to, to get an emotion from somebody or to scare somebody. I get um, you. and it's probably pretty fun to make too, in that aspect. So I could <laughs> see that also. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, I've been in some, uh, slasher films. They're fun to make. They're fun to do. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, anybody that's been in the, in a horror film in general, um, I made a couple horror shorts and they were just a blast just because, you know, in horror films, people don't expect too much. Yeah. So if you give them something that's fun or that's a little heady with a with a tinge of creep, uh, people get excited because they're they're used to seeing either the same thing over and over again or just something mm-hmm. so stupid it doesn't make sense and they don't want to watch it. I think too, just from an acting standpoint, when you get to do a horror film, like that's when you really get to just play and use your imagination and, and all that wonderful stuff that we always want to do as, as actors. And you just kind of really get to go for it. Yeah, that makes sense. 
it kind of lets you uh, unleash the beast, so to speak, when it comes to yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, you can yeah. get like uh, I mean that's what made Bruce Campbell famous. Uh, they they mm-hmm. had, he was rather subdued in the first uh, Evil Dead, and then by the second film, I think they were like, okay, you want to be uh, let's let's get a little more camp, let's get a, mo- a little bit more crazy, and then he was let off the leash, and Bruce went nuts, and that's when people were like, holy shit, like yep. Bruce Campbell's amazing. Uh, everybody already knew, you know, Evil Dead at that point because the first one was hugely successful. Um, but I think the second film and the third is what kind of uh, set in stone uh, yeah, as far as kind of what kind of an actor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything else you want to mention uh, about dolls in general, horror, uh, anything that, that you can recommend for somebody uh, to check out? Uh, film-wise or movie-wise or maybe someplace to go and check out because uh, you've already mentioned a few places yeah uh, feel free to yeah i just kind of want to go back how we talked about the the twilight zone episode with the talking tina and just going back to that whole pop culture that you know if people don't know that was actually based off the chatty kathy doll that was around then um and they actually brought in June Ferre, who voiced Chatty Cathy, to do Talking Tina. Um, so it's just very interesting how Hollywood will will do that. As far as um, scary doll movies go, um, I would definitely check out the 80s film Dolls. Um, and then Dolly Dearest, which is from the 80s. Those are both so fun, especially if you love 80s horror um, there's a wonderful found footage film called In a Stranger's House, and I believe that one's available on Tubi. And it really shows what you can do with like no budget. Um, but it's so wonderful. It's so like you were saying earlier, that hair raising, goosebumps inducing um, found footage fun. Um, Tubi has a lot of great found footage things. Tubi has a lot of great. Um, killer doll movies in general um so you can definitely go down the rabbit hole there if if you love killer dolls and a lot of recent uh killer doll films i think there might be one on there that might be called mandy and i i think that's the name of the doll in that film it's on tubi it's really fun it's really creepy again it's found footage um if you google found footage horror film doll you'll probably be able to find it on google um, what is what is some of the the work that that you've been in that's that you can recommend for people so they can check you out and uh check out your your breadth of work and what you've done yeah so if you want to see some of the films that i've directed those are on my youtube channel um you can find me by just uh searching on youtube for my name, Joe Filipponi, or you can go to just www.youtube.com slash the hip hop Joe. And my work that is G rated, PG rated, that doesn't have a lot of like nudity or extreme horror that I've directed is all on there. Um, in terms of movies that I've been in, I have to be very careful how I do this because of, of the SAG strike. Um, I have to be very careful how I promote films. But if you ah, just gotcha. Google me, yeah, if, if if you just Google me, you'll find my IMDb page 
And if there's a movie on there that sounds interesting or catches your eye, you can probably find a good portion of my acting work on either Amazon Prime. Uh, I know there's some on Tubi. There might even be some on Netflix. So it's just, but, you know, my stuff is out there. I've been acting, you know, 30 years now, um, almost 17 of those here in LA. Um, so you'll find me if you, if you look or if people, want to message me on on social media instagram facebook twitter i'm really good at responding to messages if they want to know where they can find my work so that i can promote it without doing it on a show and and possibly getting in trouble <laughs> right yeah totally get that totally get that yeah. uh, understand completely um well geez this has been great joe thank you so much fun. thank for- you for being on. I appreciate your time and talking about uh, deadly dolls, killer dolls, uh, murder dolls, whatever you want to call them. Just creepy little things that go bump in the night and sometimes uh, you can comb their hair. (laughs) So uh, thank you so much. I want to uh, mention to everybody, uh, you can uh, find Joe's work. Don't forget that on on YouTube and a ton of other things. that he has done in the past. You've also, uh, he's done some novels and things like that. Some short novellas that I, I, Mm -hmm. I, uh, own one of them. Um, it was uh, a lot of fun to read. So I highly recommend checking out his work. Um, you're welcome. You can also find us, our podcast pretty much on every podcast platform, Apple, uh, Spreaker, uh, Spotify, Google, Amazon, you name it. We are on it. If you can't find us on something, look us up. Uh, but with that, thank you again, Joe, and thank you to you, the listener. And if we don't see you out and about anytime soon, perhaps we'll see you at uh, the haunted uh, and sometimes very uh, creepily scary comic book shop. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Haunted dolls. <laughs> this has been The Real Short Box. We'll see you at the comic shop. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.